The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Did you know that relaxation is all in your mind? That's right. By applying various techniques of mindfulness, you can practice relaxation anywhere and anytime, whether it's at home, work, or at play. Welcome to Come Back to Your Senses Radio with host Leah Brenda Smith. Our program is all about recovering your common sense. Now, here's health and wellness specialist Leah Brenda Smith. Hello and welcome back. I am your host, Leah Brenda Smith, and welcome to Come Back to Your Senses Radio on Voice America Variety. And we also want to welcome the listeners from Project Freedom Radio Network. If you're looking for me on the net, you can find me at leahbrendasmith.com, on Facebook, Leah Brenda Smith, or the radio show page, Come Back to Your Senses Radio. Today... We're talking about the law of attraction. The law of attraction is one of many universal laws. Now, generally speaking, people are familiar with the phrases like attracts like and cause and effect and what you sow, so shall you reap. And these three ideas are common ways of expressing the principles of the law of attraction. You know, generally speaking, people recognize when they approach their life circumstances and the people that they interact with in a positive way, then life responds in a positive way. And even on the occasion when faced with challenges, you know, some folks are inclined to look for the blessing or that saying, look for the silver lining. And on the other end, if you like, or the polar opposite of that, the flip side of the coin, life experience also indicates that when we are unpleasant or impatient or worried, that life reflects that back. And others are likely to be unpleasant or impatient in return. Like attracts like. Cause and effect. What you sow, so shall you reap. These are all ideas that really stem from a basic law, a law of attraction. Now, granted, there are times uh, when, like, oh, life just kind of catches us unaware. And we may find ourselves in the middle of a situation that seems to, you know, come out of thin air. Yet, during such times... With some self-reflection, it'd be possible to draw, draw the line back, back, bring your thinking back, or to draw a line to what was it that was going on in my thinking, or what was my emotional state of being that matched the vibration or the energy signature of the challenge that we're faced with. 
So sometimes it's not so much that we've been thinking about something in very concrete terms and uh, being concerned or worried about something, and then we manifest actually the opposite of what we're wanting. Sometimes it's something going on on a conscious level or just something fleeting that may be there under the surface. But the law is the law like gravity. When you let go of what you're holding in your hand, it always falls. And the law of attraction is the same way. Whatever it is that you're broadcasting is what's going to be attracted to you. I'm going to take a couple minutes now and explore really the emergence of the principles, really, of the law of attraction in modern day, certainly in our modern day North American culture or society. I'm going to start with uh, Thomas Trowind, and he lived... um, 1847 to 1916, he was an English author, and his works influenced the New Thought movement and really mystic Christianity. And he claimed that thought precedes physical form, and that the action of the mind plants the nucleus of the thought, which, if allowed to grow in an undisturbed way, will eventually attract to itself all of the conditions necessary for it to manifest in an outward visible form, like attracts like. Then in 1906, William Walker Atkinson, he's from 1862 to 1932, he used the phrase in his New Thought Movement book, thought vibration or the law of attraction in the thought world. And he stated, like attracts like. The following year, Elizabeth Town, the editor of the Nautilus magazine, which is a journal of new thought, she published Bruce Bruce McLennan's Prosperity Theology book titled Prosperity Through Thought Force. And in that, he summarized the principle stating that you are what you think, not what you think you are. Then the book, The Science of Getting Rich, by Wallace Waddles, supported similar principles. That truly believing in the object of your desire and focusing in on it will lead to that object or goal being realized on the material plane. And Waddles, he indicates in the preface and later chapters of his book that his premise stems from a Hindu point of view, that God pervades everything and can deliver what we focus on. So in his book, he also indicates that the negative thinking will manifest negative results. And then Richard Wise explains in his book, The American Myth of Success, that during the New Thought movement, the principle of non-resistance was a popular concept that was taught in conjunction with the law of attraction. And in the early 1900s, the phrase law of attraction appeared in the writings of the theophilosophical authors William Judge and Anne Besant, and Besant compared her version of the law of attraction to gravitation and said that the law represented a form of karma, 
So we see as we're going through the years all these changes and as we're trying to really capture what is this law of attraction, what is this universal law, what does it mean and how can we be in relationship with it. And Israel Regarde published many books with the same theme of law of attraction as one of the prevailing universal laws. His book, The Art of True Healing, was written in 1937, and the full title is The Art of True Healing, a treatise on the mechanism of prayer and the operation of the law of attraction in nature. The book teaches a focused meditation technique to help the mind to learn to heal itself on both a physical and a spiritual level. And Rigardi goes on to explain that the law of attraction, well, it's not only a valid method for attracting good physical health, but it's applicable in the pursuit of any aspect of your life that you would like to see changed. Now, Napoleon Hill published two books on the same theme. The first was The Law of Success in 16 Lessons, and that was in 1928, which directly and repeatedly referenced the law of attraction and proposed that it operates by the use of radio waves that are transmitted by the brain. Then in 1937, he published Think and Grow Rich which went on to become one of the best-selling books of all time. It sold over 60 million copies. And in this book, Hill discusses the importance of controlling one's own thoughts in order to achieve success. As well as the energy that thoughts have and their ability to attract other thoughts. And after this, the book Three Magic Words in 1954 by American author U.S. Anderson, it became really a forerunner to the present phrase, or that present phase of information on the subconscious mind and on the law of attraction. Let me jump forward, really, to The Secret, which came out in 2006, initially as a film that was based on the Law of Attraction, and it was then developed into a book of the same name in 2007. Now, the movie and the book gained widespread attention in the media, from Saturday Night Live to the Oprah Winfrey Show. The success of the film and various books led to increased media coverage. Oprah devoted two episodes of her show to discussing the film and the Law of Attraction. An interesting talk show host, Larry King, he also discussed it on his show with Bob Solis, but criticized it for several reasons. He pointed to the sufferings in the world, and he asked, if the universe manifests abundance at a mere thought, why is there so much poverty, starvation, and death? Guess with Larry King, he wasn't seeing the other side of the equation as well, because certainly the universe does manifest abundance at the mere thought, and sometimes the abundance that's being broadcast is abundance that is abundance of fear-based thinking, 
or uh, abundance in thoughts of lack or in abundance of not being able to. So we know in the law of attraction there there are two sides of the coin. It's not going to discriminate. It's going to broadcast whatever it is that is. It's going to manifest whatever it is that's being broadcast. And in August of 2008, Esther and Jerry Hicks' book, Money and the Law of Attraction, the full title is Learning to Attract Health, Wealth, and Happiness, it appeared on the New York bestsellers list. And since that time, especially through the influence of The Secret and the work of Esther and Jerry Hicks, the principles of the universal law of attraction have moved more to the forefront of human consciousness. Now, this shift in awareness is helping humanity to use universal laws to assist in a movement away from a world based on competition and towards a more cooperative way of life on the earth. And the Abundance and Happiness uh, website specializes, really, in sharing information about universal laws. And they do this with the intent of helping to acclimatize people to nature, and the function of how we interface with these laws in daily life. So here, let's just take a glimpse at some of the ideas that are expressed on that site about universal law, specifically the law of attraction. Because the law of attraction, like all other universal laws, it cannot be changed or escaped from or manipulated by anyone, just like the law of gravity. No, the law of attraction is constantly at work. It never rests. These laws really, they're referred to as universal laws, natural laws, or laws of nature, and they've existed since the beginning of time and will continue on into eternity. But unlike man-made laws, universal laws are not subject to adjustment by anybody. Even the most skilled and experienced users can't alter natural law, and the law is not dependent on your belief in it. Now, the law of attraction delivers to everyone in exactly the same method, and with the same unwavering and predictable certainty, regardless of your age, your gender, your religious beliefs, your nationality health, financial status, relationship choices, education, or even your outlook on life. Universal law does not differentiate or discriminate or judge in any way. You can neither hide from it nor escape its effects. So really, the only control that anyone has is that individual can choose to consciously exercise your choice, exercise your free will as to what you focus on and how your energy moves out into the world. What's your energy? What's your vibration? The vibration that you put out determines what you receive in return. So as an example, if you choose to constantly consciously create a certain result, then you need to consciously align your thoughts and your beliefs and your emotions 
with the desired outcome, which will then, without fail, what will happen is you will attract whatever it is that you desire. So you have to bear this in mind. If you resonate, your thoughts and your emotions resonate and are that of fear and anxiety, lack, worry, or limitation, then you'll only attract more fear, anxiety, lack, worry, and limitation to you. It's possible to consciously, intentionally, purposefully, and consistently utilize the law of attraction to begin attracting to yourself the desired outcomes in every area of your life, physically, financially, in your relationships, emotionally, and spiritually. So let's understand a few things here, that all things, both seen and unseen, consist of energy or vibrations. Thoughts are vibration. And our world and everything within it first began with a thought. The thoughts that we think are vibrational frequencies which are broadcast out into the universe and attracting to them vibrations of the same vibrational frequency which creates what we come to see and what we experience in our physical world as our current reality which is our life. The scientific community says that the law of attraction is the law by which thought correlates with its object. And here's a little experiment that really demonstrates the law of attraction in action from a physical perspective. So as an example, if you take two eyedroppers, fill one with oil and the other with water, drop one drop of water onto the surface, Take the oil and place a drop directly on top of that drop of water. And what happens? They repel each other. The energy or vibration that's emitted from each is different because of the varying structures of atoms and subatomic particles that each contain, which causes them to vibrate or resonate at a different frequency. Now, since they vibrate at different frequencies, they're unable to be attracted to each other, and that is why they will not mix together. But if you use the same process as above, but this time drop a single drop of water and then put another drop of water directly on top of the first one, and the two join together as one, because the subatomic makeup or structure or the rate of vibration of the two is exactly the same. Like vibrations or frequencies of energy that harmonize with other frequencies and they attract itself. They attract and they attract. Law of attraction. That's what the law of attraction is all about. 
whatever thought or energy vibration you release into the universe creates and admits a specific vibratory pattern or frequency based on the kind and quality of thought, then that's what's attracted. That thought is attracted and joined with like energy of the same harmonious frequency or vibration which vibrates in resonance with it. And this in turn creates the events and the conditions and the circumstances that you see manifesting in your day, every day, every day, all day long. Now there's a lot of recent scientific evidence that supports the truth of the law of attraction and includes all of the equations and experiments that indisputably prove the truth behind this phenomena, behind this law. And you could find this evidence under the science of quantum physics. But in the spiritual realm, we really only have teachings, certain teachings, writings, and personal experiences to verify and support the truth of this law, what is shared in a spiritual sense needs to be accepted really based on faith, unlike the scientific experiments. But our spiritual ancestors and numerous texts from around the world have really defined this law in amazing detail. So thousands and thousands of years ago, these things were being described in ancient texts, and science is just now coming around to understand and develop the means to prove through conventional methods. So we have a balance now of the science and the spirituality. Both are on the same page, so to speak. Describing the same phenomena, but coming from a very different point of view in their way of describing or measuring or having proof of such things. And the great spiritual writings that have been uncovered, as well as the documented teachings of great spiritual teachers throughout history and throughout the world, they talk about the phenomena. Even though it's been fairly recently that the law of attraction was given its current, current name, it has, like all universal laws, existed really since the beginning of time. But when we closely analyze and study, there's no coincidence that regardless of whatever your preference is for validating how your life experience unfolds, both the spiritual and the scientific are exactly the same. They have the same understanding and the process, whether it's through a deeper understanding of the law of attraction or not, or whether it's through another means, Science says the law of attraction is the law by which thought correlates with its object. As an example, the teacher Jesus said, Whatsoever things ye desire, when ye pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. So regardless of which example you choose to lean on for your own understanding, it's evident that both are referring to the universal law of attraction. The established belief begins as a thought. The thought attaches to and is intensified by an emotion, which either creates 
or solidifies the belief or the lack of belief. So the combination of thought, emotion, and belief creates an intensified vibration or frequency that projects a frequency and it attracts then additional vibrations or energy that are harmonious with it. And the result is that which you believe or think is manifested in the physical. Now let's notice here that Jesus said, whatsoever you believe, not just a certain belief, but anything that you believe. I tell you the truth, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And just like the example above, the faith results from a belief that began with a thought. Note that Jesus says nothing will be impossible. He doesn't say except for this and for that. He says nothing will be impossible. And there are some that would suggest that that is how things like the Great Pyramids were built. How it is that large objects were able to be moved. And here's another phrase, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. So her belief, which began as a thought, stopped her suffering. Jesus didn't say, I have healed you. He said, your faith has healed you. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed. The thought develops the belief. Although you can't see it, thought correlates with its object to make it manifest in the physical. As a man thinketh, so he is. So whatever your thoughts consist of is what's manifested and created in your reality. When you change your thoughts, you'll change your beliefs. And that will change your entire world. So here's a couple references from another spiritual master, the Buddha. He says, we are what we think. All that we are arises with our thoughts. With our thoughts, we make our world. All that we are is the result of what we have thought. If a man speaks or acts with an evil thought, pain follows him. If a man speaks or acts with a pure thought, happiness follows him, like a shadow that never leaves him. All things appear and disappear because of concurrence of cause and conditions. Nothing ever exists entirely alone. Everything is in relation to everything else. And here's the last quote. It's from the Kabbalah. It says, Three are the dwellings of the sons and daughters of man. Thought, 
feeling and body. When the three become one, you will say to this mountain, move, and the mountain will move. So the important thing really to understand in all of this is that a creative force exists that attracts thought, your thought, vibrations together that are congruent with like vibrational frequencies to form into physical being and determines your life experiences based on that which was originally thought. In order to experience what you perceive to be the positive aspects of life, you must first harmonize your thought vibrations with the vibrations of that which you seek to attract. So if you have a, really, if you have a sincere desire to attract more money into your life, but your thoughts and your beliefs concerning money are fear or anxiety based, well, then you are in essence projecting a belief or faith in the lack of money. And as a result of that, then you can only attract to you the physical conditions that are in alignment with your belief. Regardless if it's money or health, relationships, your experiences in the physical world are a direct result of what you believe to be true, whether at a conscious or a subconscious level. And the law of attraction delivers whatever whatever that is, 100% of the time without fail. You know, with all that said, take a look at your own life. What are you thinking? The results you see around you, the events, conditions, and circumstances really in your own life will determine the answer. Your world on the outside of the physical is determined by your inner world or your thought process, uh, the mental or the spiritual. If you thought of this another way, your outside physical world is a direct manifestation of your inner consciousness or inner thoughts. What's on the outside is on the inside. What's on the inside is on the outside. The quality and the consistency of your thinking is the cause of your external circumstances. So what those thoughts attract and produce in your life are the effects. You are responsible. Life is not a set of unpredictable events, conditions, and circumstances which happened by fate or by chance. No, the law of attraction delivers to you precisely what you ask it to. Change your thoughts, and you'll change your world. It is a a simple process that way. And it's doable. You can do it. You can learn to implement. And you will be able to be successful beyond what you have previously believed is possible. Successful in all areas of your life, not just equating success to financial success. So when we consciously align with universal laws, 
you can think of really um, five areas or five steps really to this empowerment. You don't have to know how universal law works or even to be aware that it exists because universal laws are always working every second of every minute of every day, whether you're consciously aware of it or not. But you can think of these simple little things here. You hold a conscious intent of the thing that you desire. And then focus on its realness as if it's already existing Bring it into present-day reality. Focus on the realness in your senses. Then think and speak and act as if you already have it. And then take the inspired action as the ways and means to make it a tangible reality. So as things start to show up, go with that, move with that as you make the steps and take the actions to have things manifest that are in alignment with what it is you want. And detach and allow the perfection and the simplicity of the process to provide the, de- provide the desired outcome to you. I know with um, all of us, if we really thought about it for a few moments and looked into your life, you would have many examples of times when you clearly... Uh, thought of something, we generally think of that as setting a goal, as doing goal setting, and we think about something and we're clear about something that we want. And when we do that, we're putting that vibration, that energy out into the universe, and then we see the results of that coming back to us. And some people think of that even as a, a kind of an unbending intent, to be so clear about what it is that you want and what you're focused on, that there's an unbending intent or that um, single-mindedness of focus. I I know another time we use that quote, if thine eye be single, thy whole body would be filled with light. So that's that unbending intent or that single-mindedness of focus. So what you're doing is just broadcasting the thoughts, the energy, the emotions that are in alignment with what it is that you're trying to receive, what it is you're trying to manifest, what it is that you desire. Unbending intent. It reminds me, um, years ago when I was working for uh, a local organization and used to do um, uh, work with uh, families and um, and people with developmental disabilities that were uh, requiring care. So we had to interface with the families sometimes and you know, I would go to meetings sometimes with the families or speak on the telephone with the, the family members of some of the participants that I was providing services for. And, and one of my colleagues used to say to me one time, how did you ever get them to agree to that? Or how did you get so-and-so's father to say that he would do that? Or that type of a statement. And I used to say to her that, before I went into the meeting, all I had in my mind was that unbending intent. All I had in my mind was exactly the result that I wanted to produce. I had no thought or no fear of not being able to uh, get what it was that I needed for the client. My whole energy and focus was just in that one direction, the result that I was trying to produce. And that is the law of attraction in action. 
And other people have different ways of doing it. Sometimes people, you know, they know what they want and then they go through a whole list of all the things that could possibly go wrong. And what happens a lot of times is the result that is produced is from that list of all the things that could possibly go wrong. Sometimes with people, they actually put more energy and focus on that list and less energy and focus on what it is that they're actually trying to produce. And so that's how it is that sometimes you may think that you're clear about what you want and you're putting it out, yet you're getting the opposite of what it is you're wanting. So it's really important to be mindful, to be mindful. A little bit of mindfulness can go a long way to be mindful of what all the thoughts are, all the thoughts are. And when you notice yourself going down that track of thinking of the things that could possibly go wrong, that that's a good clue and a good cue for you to go right back to your unbending intent of what it is you want. Vibration is vibration. Once the thought is there, once the feeling is there, it's going out, it's being broadcast. So it's good to be mindful of that. And I mentioned earlier about a, a book, uh, Money and the Law of Attraction. It's really based on the teachings of uh, Abraham by uh, Esther and Jerry Hicks. And I have a little excerpt. I have an excerpt here from um, from their book, some information from them. And it says that each and every component that makes up your life experience is drawn to you by the law of attraction's response to the thoughts that you think and to the story that you tell about your life. So your money and financial assets, your body's state of wellness, clarity, flexibility, size and shape, your work environment, how you are treated, your work satisfaction and rewards, the very happiness of your life experience in general is all happening because of the story that you tell. So if your dominant intention is to revise and improve the content of the story that you tell every day of your life, then your life will become that ever-improving story. Now, this comes about because of the law of attraction. It can be no other way. Change the story, and your life will change. Everything in your life and the lives of all of those around you is affected by the law of attraction. It's the basis of everything that you see manifesting. It's the basis of everything that comes into your experience. So an awareness of the law of attraction and an understanding of how it works is really essential to living life on purpose. In fact, it's essential to living the life of joy that you came forth to live. That's one of the things I love about the teachings from Abraham and Esther and Jerry Hicks. There's always such a great emphasis on joy and enjoyment and I know we sometimes have amnesia. We forget that life is about enjoyment. Life is there to be enjoyed. We're so busy being on purpose and we're so busy with our tasks of daily living a lot of the time that uh, we seem to use up all of our energy focusing on that. Sometimes it has to do with the side of the mind that looks at all the possible things that could go wrong and our energies eaten up with these worrisome thoughts or fearful thoughts or things like that. 
I know for myself, uh, recently I went through something that I was feeling challenged by, and it kind of, one of those things that caught me really unaware, and and I really noticed that I had that kind of uh, uh, uncomfortable, this kind of anxious sort of holding kind of experience in my body. And um, I was so grateful for my practices of relaxation and the, the opportunity to be able to to be aware of that and just to work with it, to to be able to to breathe deeply in my body in the places where I could feel the holding and to 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 really put my effort into cleaning and clearing my energy so that I could come back to my own natural state of being more free flowing. And it's um it's so easy when we got get caught by things to really um uh, collapse into them or really feel ourselves uh, the, being vulnerable and kind of going under, so to speak, with the intensity of whatever the emotions are. But certainly through experiences of meditation, for some people through experiences of prayer, and through being mindful, not trying to um, push it down in or pretend it's not there, but actually attending to it, that this can help us to bring our energy back into the flow so that we can once again be admitting the vibrations of, uh, of love and connectedness that we're, that we're looking to achieve in our lives. Law of attraction. Whatever it is that you're putting out is, that is what is, that is going to be coming back to you. You know, when you think a, a little thought of something that you want, through the law of attraction, that thought grows larger and larger and more and more powerful. And when you think a thought of something that you don't want, then the law of attraction draws unto it and it grows larger and larger also. So when you see something you would like to experience and you say, yes, I'd like to have that, through your attention to it, you invite this experience. However, when you see something that you do not want to experience and you shout, no, no, I don't want that, through your attention to it, you invite it into your experience. And this is all because this is an attraction-based universe. There's no such thing as exclusion. Your attention to it includes it in your vibration. And if you hold it in your attention or your awareness long enough, then the law of attraction will bring it into your experience. There's really no such thing as no, really, in the vibration uh, universe, if you like. When you look at something and you shout, no, I don't want to experience that, go away, then what you're actually doing is you're calling it into your experience. There's no such thing as no in an attraction-based universe. So it's good it's good to remember that. It will give us that extra impetus really to shift to shift our thoughts, to shift our thoughts back towards what it is that we're wanting. Remember quite a while back I had seen a, um, a little quote on the internet that went, uh, worry is like praying for what you don't want. And if you bring that into the idea of the law of attraction, when we're worrying... Whatever's occupying your thoughts and your mind, that's what it is that you're putting out there and that's what it is that's going to come back. So this, as I said, gives us that good impetus 
the good impetus to be much more mindful of what our thinking is so that we can put the correction in, put the correction in and make sure that what it is that you're really wanting is the uh, loudest, uh, strongest vibration that's coming off of you. You know, there seems to be three basic uh, components, really, in the law of attraction that, you know, most articles or books on the subject suggest similar areas. And the first would be intention, right? So focusing on your intention. And the second would be the power behind the intention. And then the third would be the action towards the intention. So if you think of this, the uh, the intention. So your intention is literally, it's a statement. You can follow through this little process and it gives you an example. I'm going to use an example of how it is you can put this law of attraction into action for yourself. Just highlighting an example to uh, get you going in the right direction. So your intention is literally a statement of intent. It's something that you want to achieve or to have. And when you make your intention statement, the intention, make the statement that it's in the present tense. So you want to imagine yourself in the scenario or in the energy in the future, although you're doing this in present time, in present tense. As an example, I'm going to use the example of if the intention is to become a professional writer. So you could word it this way as an example. I'm now a professional writer. You could say I have an editor, I have an agent, maybe even have two books that have been published. I have another book on the go. I enjoy the experience of writing every day. I'm fulfilled. My writing is having a a positive impact on others. And I'm paid well for doing what I love to do. That's just one example, the example of being a professional writer. Your example is whatever it is that you're wanting. So you make your declaration internally or your proclamation out loud, if you like, and add a visual component because this will further help your intention to become real in the world. So if we continue with the example, you could visualize yourself as a professional writer See yourself in your workplace, writing. Imagine yourself going through your manuscript with your agent. See yourself talking on the phone with your publisher. Visualize yourself at a book signing, enjoying a few minutes with your readers as you personalize their copy of your book. So it's really useful to be thorough with your intention. And dissolve any thoughts or feelings that you have that are not aligned with your intention. Remember, we already said, the law of attraction doesn't discriminate between the positive, affirming things that you really want and that occupy your thoughts and your feelings and the other types of thoughts and feelings that may be anxiety-based or worry-based or mm, your fear or concern that you can't achieve what it is you're wanting. So it's really important to be mindful so that you can dissolve any thoughts or feelings that are not aligned with what it is that you really want, right? When they come up, 
so that you don't continually broadcast those as well. So again, if we're going to use the previous example of being a professional writer, you may be concerned with sharing intimate details about your family or about yourself or about your upbringing. And you could soothe this concern by affirming that you can share your personal experiences in a respectful way that honors the ways that your family members have contributed to your journey, both personally and professionally. That's a way of taking the concern and then soothing it or dissolving that and bringing it back into a, bringing all the thoughts and feelings back into alignment with what it is you're trying to achieve. So that's all about the intention. And then you have the power behind the intention. So in order to be as be successful at putting the law of attraction into action for yourself, the power behind the intention is as essential to the process as the intention itself. And this is really, this is an important part that people sometimes, sometimes people forget about this or miss out on this part. So before setting your intention, I really, I encourage you to start to build clear, positive energy so that the clarity of your intention is built on a solid foundation. You know, allow the creative energy to start building in your inner world. You may even start to feel a little buoyed up at the thought of moving towards what it is you want and letting the excitement build about it. And then when you've created this power behind your intention, then you're ready to release the energy. You'll likely find that this aspect of establishing the power behind your intention will have a positive, exponential influence on your ability to then create your intention with an increased sense of clarity and assurance. You know, that unbending intent that I was mentioning earlier, or that single-mindedness of focus, where all your thoughts and your feelings are all moving in the same direction towards what it is you're trying to achieve. So when you're clear about what your intention is and you can easily hold a vision of it in your mind, then continue to make it clearer and feed energy to your vision. Let yourself get excited about the intention and do this from time to time throughout the day. Think about it. Don't talk about it, but think about it for a day or two or whatever amount of time you feel you need to establish that sufficient power behind your intention so that your inner world is broadcasting the clarity of your intention before you go and put it out into the outer. So when you feel ready then to release the intention, just set aside some time for yourself. You know, if it's 15 minutes, 30 minutes, or however, however much time you prefer to spend with that to release your intention. Focus and visualize it. Hear it, sense it, smell it. Really allow your intention to come alive in all of your senses and then release it. Then like you let it float and expand beyond your inner energy like a balloon, you know, that's floating up into the vast sky of manifestation. So have your intention and you have the energy behind your intention and then the action towards the intention. 
in, in this step, that's the action. Once you've created the power behind the intention, then you created and released the intention, and now you'll want to start living the intention, start taking action, even if it's just baby steps towards living the reality of what your intention is. You know, it's common for people to think that it's enough to just create and build up the energy and the power behind the intention and then create and release the intention and then wait for something to magically appear or happen or magically manifest right before your very eyes. (laughs) However, I'm not trying to imply here that it's not possible or never happens because in actuality, in some way, on some level, we've all experienced something in the realm of what um, some may call something magically coming together for us or manifesting on our behalf, be it through coincidence or some other way, that we may have of, you know, being rational, that we can't rationally, it may be unexplained, these unexplained occurrences, these gifts of grace that come. But in this stage, really, of the action towards your intention, you're in fact beginning to live the reality of that which it is that you'd like to see realized in your experience. Not just living it in the inner by continuing to visualize and make the intentions real in your five senses, but also taking action and doing some tasks towards living the intention. After all, isn't that exactly what it is that you're wanting to do? The law of attraction is not solely about creating intention It's about living the reality of that which you are intending. So if we go back to the original example of becoming a professional writer, you know, some possible actions towards your intention would be to write every day. Perhaps ask someone that you know to edit a short piece for you or look for opportunities to write articles for publication, perhaps on the Internet or in local community papers even writing a book review or movie, play, or community event that you attend, depending on the nature of the kind of writing you want to do. These are just a few examples to give you the idea of what I mean by taking action in the direction towards your intention. And then I'd like to leave you with this thought. The last thing really is experimenting. We have to experiment with new things. Experimenting. You know, any process or practice it's good to implement experimentation. There's lots of different ways of making your intentions come into alignment with your present-day reality. Experimenting will help you to determine what works well for you. And as with any approach, as you engage in the practice and trust your instincts, and then make modifications along the way of the way that you're applying the principles of the Law of Attraction, based on your own senses and a deeper knowing of what's comfortable for you. You know, through experimentation, you can come up with new ideas, and it's a good way to get to know what will work for you, because we're all different. And the more you do it, as you develop your practice, let yourself experiment and acclimatize to what works for you, and ways that you can come into partnership with this universal law of attracting and manifesting what you want. So if you stay with the process, you'll no doubt come up with your own strategies for dispelling that which is not congruent with what you're intending to achieve. So remember, 
the law of attraction doesn't discriminate. Whatever you're thinking and feeling is broadcast, and that will come back to you, both the things that you really are intending and then the things that you're afraid of. So be mindful of that. And meditation is a great way to help you clear any of those energies that are not harmonious with what it is that you're really wanting. The law of attraction into action in your life. It's there all the time, all the time. There it is. It's been a pleasure to speak with you today about the law of attraction, and I hope you've been able to pick up some tips that can help you to keep yourself going in the right direction and keep your vibration up and flowing in the direction of what it is that you really want. And just a little reminder from Esther and Jerry Hicks, joy, 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 to remember to relax and enjoy your life. We hope you've enjoyed our program today and perhaps have found some new techniques that you can apply to your daily life. Thank you for tuning in to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. Please join Leah Brenda Smith again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next week.